0: or follow up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at BroadwayCoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy and these are Conversations with Dan. So hello everybody and welcome to another one of our Conversations here with Dan. Um, We're going to do a follow up this week to last week's video. To Herman who? To Hermeneutic video. I I know. Our, Our Listeners are really going to know that word if they didn't before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those of you who may not have listened, we would encourage you go back and listen to our video or our podcast, depending on where you're watching, about pattern theology and kind of what that might mean, because mm-hmm. this was a follow-up question to that conversation. Uh, so the person wrote in, they, they said, you know, all right we appreciate the explanation, um, had some other comments there. But then they said, so as a follow-up, to the idea of pattern theology, how would we use that hermeneutic to discuss something like, and the, their example was instrumental music and its use or non-use in the church?
1: Okay. First of all, if, to remind people about last week, mm-hmm. we, we kind of avoided the terminology of pattern theology and instead chose the terminology of normative teaching that's yes. consistent. And I think in order to discuss this uh, theologically, that is looking at it from the whole Bible, Mm -hmm. and also uh, from the idea of normative teaching, we would have to look at the normative teaching about worship in the Old Testament. Okay.
0: So we're not going to do the traditional Church of Christ, jump straight to a verse and...
1: No, we're not. Okay. And I think that's a bad approach, frankly.
0: If we jump to Ephesians 5.19, that's not a very complete uh, approach. And that's usually why... Even as me as a worship leader, when people say, hey, will you discuss this topic? I usually am like, no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, anyway, let's go back to the beginning of of at least organized worship. And, of course, we could go to Cain and Abel and how one of them pleased God and one of them didn't with his worship. So there's worship that pleases God, worship that doesn't. But um, let's go to um, the book of Exodus, and there you have... um, The institution of what would be called Levitical worship under uh, Moses and the covenant God made with Israel. So the priesthood and all these sort of things. Yes. And beginning in Exodus um, chapter 25, God gave extremely detailed instructions for the construction
0: of a holy place. Read verse 8 and 9 there. All right. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst, exactly as I show you concerning the pattern of the tabernacle and of all its furniture, so that you shall make it. All right. And again, the
1: word for pattern here and in verse 40 that you read in our last video is really a blueprint for the tabernacle Mm -hmm. and its furnishings. All of these things were holy because they were designated specifically by God. The rest of the book of Exodus is a record of the Both the instructions for that and Mm -hmm. the constructions, including in Exodus uh, thirty-five, thirty-six. Okay. Um. I think that's right about the uh, uh, priesthood. No, wait a minute. Thirty-eight and thirty-nine. It's about. uh, Yeah. We got thirty-nine. Yeah, thirty-nine. The priesthood. Okay, and and so all the garments they wore. Yeah, the priesthood, the priestly garments, all that kind of stuff. So the Mm -hmm. tabernacle is set up, and then in the book of Leviticus, uh, different types of sacrifices are described, which were offerings to God, atonement offerings for God, fellowship offerings to God for sin. How these were to be done. Now, the first mention of music in worship is in Numbers chapter ten. And it's very specific if you'll read verse
0: 1 and then drop down to verse 10. Okay. So, Numbers chapter 10, verse 1, and then verse 10. Mm-hmm. The Lord spoke to Moses saying... Go ahead and read verse 2. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Make two silver trumpets of hammered work, you shall make them, and you shall use them for the summoning the congregation and for breaking camp. All right, now drop down to verse 10 where he gets into worship. Mm -hmm. And so on the day of your gladness also, and at your appointed feasts, and at the beginning of your months, you shall blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings. They shall be a reminder of you before your God I am the Lord your God. All right, and so if you read the, the chapter of the book of Numbers, the the, uh, mm-hmm.
1: the priests were to blow these silver trumpets, and they were to do so particularly in a worship setting over the burnt offerings and peace offerings that are described in the book of Leviticus. Yeah. So this was tabernacle worship, mm-hmm. and God was very specific about... The place and what he wanted done and what he wanted used. Okay. Yeah.
0: So who's doing it? What's being used? Where it's supposed to happen? Yeah,
1: and when, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so this was part of Levitical worship of the priests and the Levites in the tabernacle. Okay. Now, as we as we move through the scriptures after the book of Numbers, there's not much about this until you get to the book of Chronicles, and Chronicles is rehashing the entire history of the Old Testament mm-hmm. with with a particular focus on the tabernacle the temple and the worship of God and the priests. Okay. So in 1st Chronicles 16 if you'll turn there cuz this is their historical records basically
0: yes. the book of Chronicles. Yes
1: and okay. it's it's particularly it's a theological history with particular reference to the priesthood the temple the tabernacle and the worship and how that all fit into the history mm. of it's, Which, not, it's not like first and second kings. it's different. It's centered on the priesthood. yeah. All right so if you look at First Chronicles 16,
0: okay verse 4. All right. then he appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the Ark of the Lord to invoke, to thank and to praise the Lord the God of Israel. Keep going. Uh uh-huh. uh Asaph was the chief, and second to him was Zach- all those guys yeah. down to the end of the name, and at the end of all these Obed Edom and Jael uh who were to play the harps and the lyres. Asaph was to sound the cymbals. And ben and Jezeel, the priests, were to blow the trumpets regularly before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord.
1: Alright, so you'll notice that similar to Numbers chapter 10, the priests are still blowing the trumpets. Mm -hmm. Now you've got these Levites that were going to be ministering in the ministry of praise, and they Mm -hmm. were going to be playing specifically the harps, the lyres, and the symbols. Yep. And then you'll notice down in verse 7 that David um, wrote this psalm and committed it to Asaph and his associates, these other guys that are named up here. Yep. And they're going to perform this in the worship of the temple. Right Now, some people might say, well, David just made all this stuff up. But if you read the book of Chronicles, it tells you specifically as you near the end that God gave all these plans to David And um, that um, this all came from God. Before we get to that, if we go to chapter 25. All right. Chapter 25,
0: verse 1 and, yeah, verse 1. Yeah. Uh, David and the chiefs of the service also set apart for the service the sons of Asaph and of uh, Haman, Haman and Judanth. All the names Jeduthun. Jeduthun should know that, with it having my name in the beginning of it. Uh, Who prophesied with the lyres and with harps and with cymbals? The list of those who did the work and their duties was all right. So
1: you'll notice these names: Asaph, Heman, and Judith Jeduthun. Yeah, these guys were prophesying. It was a ministry of prophecy. Mm. So these songs were inspired by God. And they were they were doing it with the harps, lyres, and cymbals mentioned earlier. Hmm. For our for our listeners, if you'll go through your Psalms, which we don't have a time to do now, and you look for Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun, you'll find yeah. some of these names in the captions of the Psalms yeah. as not only the authors sometimes of the Psalms, but as the directors or performers
0: of these songs right. in the tabernacle or temple worship. Yeah, those are usually like rod right. Most Bibles, it'll say Psalm whatever, a song of, or per, as performed by...
1: Right. You know. Now, Asaph was the kind of the chief over all of it. Jedithun seemed to have been called the director of music. And he was the one that was the music minister. Yeah. yeah and, and he would actually perform it with the Levites and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you go down to verse 6 in that same chapter, okay. read... Read verse 6 for us there. It says, Also to his
0: son Shemaiah." No, second, 1 Chronicles 25, verse 6. Oh, 25, 6. Sorry, I jumped ahead of chapter. Uh, they were all under the direction of their father in the music in the house of the Lord with the cymbals, harps, and lyres for the service of the house of God. Asaph, Jeduthun, and Heman were under the order of the king. So
1: as these plans were laid down by God to David, and David passed them along. This was the organization and structure mm. of temple worship yep. uh, with these men. Now, if you go over to chapter uh, 29, okay. excuse me, chapter 28, verse
0: 12, when he summarizes all of these plans, mm-hmm. It says in the plan of all that he had in mind for the courts of the house of the Lord, all the surrounding chambers, the treasuries of the house of the Lord, and the treasuries of the dedicated gifts for the division of the priests and the Levites and all the work of the service to the house of the Lord. Am I the right thought? Okay, now mine says he gave him the
1: plans of all that the spirit had put in his mind. Mm-hmm. For the courts. Yours doesn't have that. So this must be a textual variant we've got in here. Mm. Yeah, drop, just says, drop down to verse 19 and see what verse 19 says. It's similar.
0: Mine says, All that he made clear to me in writing from the hand of the Lord, all the work to be done according to the plan. All right. So in other words, God mm.
1: gave him all this stuff and he was yeah. supposed to do it. Now, some people think that David just made up all this stuff on his own. But the book Chronicles is pretty plain that no God gave it to him. Mm. Now, when you get to Second Chronicles, it goes way further down in the history of uh, Israel to the time of the captivity. Okay. But if you go to Second Chronicles twenty nine, okay. this is one of the great restoration movements in Israel's history mm-hmm. when Hezekiah <clears throat> restored biblical worship to the temple. Right. And if you'll start at verse 25, after right. uh, this day of
0: restoration gets going, read there a little ways for us. He stationed the Levites in the house of the Lord with the symbols, harps, and lyres, according to the commandment of David and of Gad, the king's seer, and of Nathan the prophet. For the commandment was from the Lord through his prophets. All right,
1: so why did Hezekiah do all this?
0: Because it came from God. It was
1: God's command that he did this. Mm-hmm. And this was place-specific. It was temple worship, mm. and it was, it was continuing to do not only what the, what the prophets told David to do, but mm-hmm. what God had
0: told Moses to do. Look at verse 26, particularly. Yeah. Uh, the Levites stood with the instruments of David, and the priests with the trumpets. So that goes all the way back to Numbers chapter yeah. 10. All right, now keep going. Okay. Uh, then Hezekiah commanded that the burnt offering be offered at the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song to the Lord began also, and the trumpets accompanied by the instruments of David, king of Israel. The whole assembly worshipped, and the singers sang, and their trumpets sounded. All this continued until the burnt offering was finished. And
1: if you reference Numbers 10.10, 10, where it says, Over your burnt offerings and peace offerings, mm-hmm. the priests will blow these trumpets. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're continuing in the, in the line of the commandments of Moses
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in the commandments of the prophets through David. Mm-hmm. And all this is satisfying to the Lord.
0: And then when you get down to verse 30, read that one. Okay. And then Hezekiah the king and the officials commanded the Levites to sing praises to the Lord with the words of David and of Asaph the seer. All right. Now, where would we find the words of David and Asaph the
1: seer? I believe that is in the book of Psalms. I believe you're exactly right. <laughs> all right. Now, remember that God commanded first with the tabernacle and later the temple that, that the people make him a sanctuary or a holy place. Mm-hmm. That was the designated place of God. Yeah. It was first the tabernacle, Exodus 25, 8 and 9. Mm-hmm. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 5, God said when you enter the land, he would eventually choose a place to put his name there. Yeah. And all the sacrifices and everything would be brought to that place. Mm-hmm. Alright, so when you turn to Psalm 150, okay, and this is a, a great
0: psalm about praising the Lord in the sanctuary. Yep. Read that for us. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Alright, wait a minute. Sanctuary. What does that mean here in the, in the Old Testament context? In David's context, he would have been talking about the tabernacle. Or? Or eventually when the temple was built. So the sanctuary is the temple. Mm -hmm. And then
1: he tells you to praise him with the trumpets. Have we ever read read about the trumpets and stuff?
0: It seems to be in all their historical literature. Yes. And
1: and see, when they went away into captivity Mm -hmm. in 586, 587 B.C., we find uh, particularly um, in some of the Psalms and in their own history that They did not do any of the Levitical worship while they were in captivity. Yeah. In fact, synagogues, which were just rented, rented halls or buildings that Mm -hmm. they, that they used or assembly rooms. Yeah. Those first arose during the captivity Mm -hmm. and they prayed and they read the Bible there and stuff, but there was no sacrifice. There was no Levitical worship. Right. And none of the stuff that applied to the temple. And, um, if you go to Ezra chapter 3 okay. and verse 10. Ezra. And I'm, I'm going through this rather rapidly, but you at home, he'll have the scriptures posted and you can go through this yep. and stop the tape and go slowly. All right. Ezra, Ezra 3.10. 3.10. This is when they came
0: back from captivity after mm-hmm. having not done all this for many years. Right. Uh, Ezra three ten and when the builders laid the foundations of the temple of the Lord the priests and their vestments came forward with the trumpets and the Levites the sons of Asaph with cymbals to praise the Lord according to the directions of David king of Israel. All right, so they started again mm-hmm. when they came back to the place
1: that God chose, and it's still the priests and the sons of Asaph. Same, same, yep. and and they had not done this worship for seventy years. Right. Now, if you go into the psalm, particularly in Psalm 42 and 43, we have a psalm here about a a Levitical uh, singer who is a captive, and he's longing to go worship God, but he can't. Mm -hmm. What's the problem? Well, he doesn't have a temple. He's in Iraq. Yep. So notice, you know, we all love to sing the first couple of verses about the deer pants for the water. Yeah. But you'll notice at the end of verse two, when can I go and meet with God? Well, we would say go meet with God any time, yeah. any place. But he yeah. needed to go to the
0: temple. Temple in where? Yeah, there in Jerusalem. Read verse four where he's. Pining away for this. Okay. Uh, These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. So I remember how we used to do
1: this back in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Now go over to 43, which is a continuation of this psalm Mm -hmm. and look at his prayer in verse three and four. Okay.
0: Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God my God. Now wait a minute. Look at verse 3. Lead, let them bring me to your holy mountain. Where's that?
1: Uh, in Jerusalem. That's Mount Zion in Jerusalem. Uh-huh. Then... Verse 4, I will go Mm -hmm. to the altar of God, and then I will praise you with my harp. Yeah. See, like Psalm 150 says, let them praise him in the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. So this Levitical worship with the burnt offerings and the harps and lyres and Levitical singers and the instruments, this was place-specific. Yeah. They didn't do it until they got back, and then they started it up again. Right. Now... In the intervening years, after we have the Old Testament, synagogues became common. They started during the captivity. Yeah. But the Jews did not do Levitical worship in the synagogues. Mm -hmm. And they did not use instrumental music or offer sacrifices or burn incense or do any of those things in the synagogue, only in the temple. Yeah. Okay. And um, we have this same scenario reflected uh, in the time of, of Jesus. So... When we come to the New Testament and we see, for example, um, Jesus, mm-hmm. and in the Last Supper accounts in Matthew 26, mm-hmm. uh, 29, I think it is, it says they sang a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. Yeah. They were doing a Passover service in the, in the, in the private setting. Mm-hmm. Um, we have texts for example from Philo the Jew of Alexandria that explain how Jews did their stuff in private settings yeah and they chanted the songs there's no instrumental music there was there was uh you know it was the father and the people around the table and and it was it was all done in in the form of chants and and the father would lead most of the hallel which was what psalm 113 to 118 or something like that yeah and then they would go out You know, from the service, that would be the close of their uh, service. And um, so you can find a description of the ancient Passover in Pesahim 10, which is, that's P-E-S-A-H-I-M 10 for the computer. Okay. And uh, so it's... Is uh, is that
0: just an an ancient
1: historical historical writing? It's a part of the Mishnah which is uh, the sayings of the rabbis from 200 B.C. to 200 A.D. Mm, Describes the time of Jesus and the Passover. Yeah. So when we read through the New Testament, we find a very similar thing that we find in descriptions of private Jewish gatherings. Mm. Now, here's what I want everybody out there to see. Having not touched Colossians 3.16 or Ephesians 5.19 yet. Yep. The early church began in Judaism, Yep, and it would never even have occurred to a Jew to use instrumental music or burn incense or do any of those things in worship outside of the... Mm-hmm
0: outside of the temple the temple or the tabernacle they never the would have thought
1: about it they didn't do it in the synagogue they didn't do it anywhere yeah. else now, and and the the new testament to kind of wrap this up into the new testament without mm-hmm. going to these other passages first
0: yeah cuz again we're trying to go for that normative idea we're going for a theological
1: teaching yeah. throughout the bible yeah if if you go to hebrews 13 okay and of course the book of hebrews is all about Um, Christ being the spiritual fulfillment of the Hebrew scriptures. Right. And in Hebrews 10, starting in verse
0: 1, read that for us. For since the law was but a shadow of the good things to come, of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. All right. so the law and all of those things back there was a shadow Mm -hmm. of spiritual
1: things to come. And the book of Hebrews uh, teaches us that we don't offer those sacrifices and do that Levitical worship, but... Mm-hmm. If you go to Hebrews thirteen verse fifteen, okay. we offer
0: spiritual sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. Through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge His name.
1: All right. So our praise is the fruit of lips, and that seems rather after the after the foregoing of the book of Hebrews. That seems rather specific. Mm-hmm. You're talking to Jews who are used to Levitical worship and Levitical music and Levitical incense and everything yeah. but ours is a spiritual sacrifice of praise the fruit of lips and then even more than that go to 1 Peter chapter 2 okay
0: 1 Peter 2 verse 4 and 5 okay as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourself, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer a spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. All right, it says there were a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices
1: mm. acceptable to God. We don't offer. Literal yeah. incense, but the incense of our prayers. We don't offer uh, the carnal, more physical type music of of the Old Testament tabernacle and temple. Mm. We offer spiritual sacrifices. So, without even touching Ephesians so, five yeah. nineteen or Colossians three sixteen, we yeah. see a definite spiritualization of everything in that Levitical worship in the New Testament. Mm and then in Eph- in Ephesians 5:19 okay it's really telling us how to be filled with God's spirit and it tells us to speak That's to that. one another in yeah, psalms some. hymns and spiritual songs yeah singing and making mm-hmm. melody in our hearts to the Lord which sounds a lot like Hebrews 13 mm and that passage is not about instrumental music it's about how we fill our lives with the spirit right but it has no hint of anything other than what ancient christians did in their homes and ancient jews did in their synagogues there's no hint of levitical worship in it yeah and then how do we how do we let the word of christ live in us richly well that's teaching and admonishing one another in Mm -hmm. all wisdom. Colossians 3.16, singing with thanksgiving in our hearts to the Lord. So it's very simple. And if we read, and I know that this is outside of the biblical theological argument, Uh but if you go to one of the earliest references we have outside of the Bible by a pagan who was looking in the window, as it were, to to, uh, Mm. Christian worship, Pliny, the, the persecuting governor of Bithynia, was writing to Trajan the emperor about Christians and persecution of Christians, and he tortured two women. Yeah. And he asked them to tell him what they did in their church services. Mm-hmm. And he said, and this is almost a quote, they met uh, on a fixed day and chanted verses alternately unto Christ as if to a god. hmm yeah. Well, that's exactly what we see in Ephesians 5:19 Colossians 3:16. Yeah. So, let's wrap this up in a package real quickly, okay? Theologically, we see a God-directed carnal sacrificial place specific worship mm-hmm. in the Old Testament with certain people that are repeated multiple times. Right. Yeah. And and we see specific instruments yeah. asked for it yep. be done in specific ways, thats specific sacrifices, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. and a place that they were to be done. and whereas in the New Testament we see a spiritual temple with living stones mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't mention Ephesians 2:20 to 22, 1 Corinthians 3,10 through 17. We did mention First Peter 2, the spiritual temple, yeah. spiritual sacrifices. Mm. We see um, reference after reference to simple speaking to one another type uh, singing. Yeah. The fruit of lips, Hebrews thirteen fifteen, But this is not simply, why do we use a cappella? Because uh, that, Ephesians five 19 doesn't say to use instruments. Yeah. There's much more behind this. Yeah. There's an understanding of the Old Testament and how how that built a world for the New Testament and of simply what Jesus and the apostles instituted in the New Testament, mm-hmm. which did not include instrumental music, and that was because all of them understood
0: that all of that belonged with Judaism. Yeah, and I think something that when you look at it through the Old Testament, it's not the one document that says it. You see it in their historical writings, in their prophetic writings, in their in their art of the psalms that, right. so as they're expressing these things you're seeing a consistent truth being expressed right and so at the very least we can say that
1: instrumental music in the worship of the new testament church was not something inaugurated by Jesus or his apostles mm. yeah and it was there were there were certain reasons why they never
0: would have thought of doing so mm. so that's where If you take this approach of a normative theological approach, uh, that normative, what you call it, the normative hermeneutic even. uh, Again, go back, listen to the other uh, video if you haven't yet, if you got it all the way here. That way you can really see that expression and how it would work. But as it applies to this specific subject, that's kind of how you would approach it. And see, for our video last time, they
1: continued steadfastly in the apostles' teachings. Right. Well, where in the apostles' teachings does he tell us to do this? Yeah. See?
0: And, and you know, it, they don't. And it didn't gonna, even happen
1: in history for yeah, a thousand years. I was going to so. say,
0: just as kind of, to me, an example that would really jump off the page is if they said something about praise like David, you know, or praise as David, yeah. priests or whatever. If there was some reference there, that would make me go, oh, that's probably what they mean. But that's not in there either. No. So... Yeah. Okay. I think that, that pulls it all tightly together. And I would encourage you to go back, read through those sections, kind of see how that process works throughout. Um, and, and
1: throw Psalm 139 in there also. I, no, is it 137? It's 137. By the Let's rivers check. of Babylon there, we sat down there, we wept when we remembered
0: Zion. I think Let's it's 137. See. You can throw that one in there with Psalm. Okay. So it cut us off right there at the end. But we were mentioning the Psalm 137. I'll put that up on the screen. Uh, That way you can kind of tie that Psalm into the discussion we were having as we closed out and see how it fits in the rest. But hopefully that is helpful. We want to continue to encourage you to share these out with people. Keep commenting back to us, especially on something like this, where it is a whole Bible approach. It's a normative approach to looking at things. And so if you have any other specific subjects, maybe we can walk through those as well. But on the end, y'all have a good week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.